Good morning, and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Bredeman, and we thank you for joining us today. As a reminder, The Voice of Charity airs on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago, and a live stream is on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago. Today's show is about one of the many ways the Catholic Charities is fighting hunger in Chicago. Since Catholic Charities was founded in 1917, one of the largest and most urgent service areas for the agency has been fighting hunger. It's a year-round problem that affects hundreds of thousands of people in our city and suburbs. According to Feeding America, one in seven people in Cook County will experience food insecurity this year and many of them do not qualify for federal nutrition assistance programs. Catholic Charities has a comprehensive plan to fight hunger in Cook and Lake Counties, including congregate meals, food pantries, and a carefully organized distribution of fresh food to our service sites. Our Tuesday night supper program at 721 North LaSalle Street is a very popular congregate meal site, And it has been amazing to see how hot meals have continued to be distributed from this location every Tuesday throughout each week of the pandemic. With me to discuss this remarkable feat are Emily Lewis, Catholic Charities Volunteer Relations Project Manager, and Peggy White, a generous and devoted Tuesday night supper volunteer. Welcome, Emily and Peggy. Thank you for having us today. So glad to, that you're here. Thank you. Emily, can you share with our audience how long the Tuesday Night so- Supper Program has been operating out of 721 North LaSalle Street, um, offering a hot meal to 130 guests in our St. Vincent Hall each Tuesday? Yeah, so we have been providing a Tuesday night meal since uh, 2001. Um, And we have partnerships with Holy Name Cathedral, uh, Chicago Health Initiative, and Fourth Presbyterian Church. Um, And so each night of the week, there's actually a meal served um, to the guests that come. Um, And yeah, we've been doing that in a to-go style since um, the pandemic began, so. That must have been quite a quick transition to go from planning uh, the distribution, the preparation and the distribution of the meals, uh, and then s- switching immediately to to-go. Um, I'm sure it was a couple stressful days figuring that all out. Yeah, I'd say the first uh, few weeks, it was a lot of um, thinking on our toes, but uh, we've been really um, fortunate to have a really solid group of people who come every week, and uh, we've just found a routine that uh, works really well, and we're still able to serve uh, the guests that come each week. So it's been really uh, phenomenal to see that. And so is the average still about 130 meals a week that you're distributing on a to-go basis? It is, yes. So um I think each night kind of varies in what they distribute, but um, around 130 to 150 is what we anticipate um, with a little room for extra there. Uh, So yeah, no, 130 though is about the average. And so I'm just trying to calculate in my head since March of 2020, uh, do you have a rough idea of how many meals that's been since that you've distributed on a to-go basis uh, since the pandemic started? I think we're looking at about 9,000, a little a little over. So it's uh, at least for Tuesday nights. So um, including the other nights, it's a lot more, but it's been um, quite a few. 
that's really quite remarkable, Emily. Um, I should mention that as you look at these live stream photos, a number of them were taken uh, pre-COVID. And so that's why you see some of them, uh, some of our volunteers and staff members are wearing masks and some aren't. Um, but, but Emily, can you kind of share with the audience what a typical meal is and how long it takes to uh, prepare and package those meals? Yeah, um, so each week uh, it kind of varies, but we do have a basis of we're looking for a protein, a starch, and a vegetable of sorts. Um, and we are very fortunate to have uh, partner restaurants that come in uh, to provide that meal. So it's really up to them and the cuisine that they serve at their establishment. Um, but, you know, a typical meal could be like spaghetti and meatballs with uh, a side salad. Um, we've gotten a lot of stir fries. Um, some nights there's pizza. So it really depends on what um, you know, we are receiving, but I have to say everything we've received, it's just very uh, unique and enjoyable and it's different each week, which I think um, the guests enjoy. And so in terms of that food preparation and planning ahead, what have been the greatest challenges uh, during the pandemic? Yeah, I think uh, when we first uh, kind of operated in this to-go format, it was just um, the communication piece with partners. Um, everyone clearly was communicating, but just you know, recognizing that a lot of the restaurants that had been donating to us were also suffering in the pandemic, and so having to you know navigate that and see how we could also provide aid to them and um, keep their you know business afloat while they still partnered with us. Um, I think that was a challenge that. Um, we were able to, you know, meet and work with. Um, but that was, yeah, there's been a lot of moments up in the air where we're kind of scrambling to figure out what, what to do for the meal, but it's always, you know, worked out and we've never really had an issue in the past year and a half. And those restaurant partners, we can't thank enough. Oftentimes, they're giving us their um, abundance of food um, to make sure that we have a hot meal to distribute. Would you like to give a shout out to some of those restaurant partners so we can publicly thank them for their support of Catholic Charities? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, one, uh, I'll just go through the list, but we have Bluestone, um, which is in Evanston, and then uh, some local chains, um, including Hutch Bistro, um, and they also partner with an organization called Fight to Feed, um, which uh, focuses on food rescue and um, distributing to the community. Uh, we also have Sabaro, uh, the Carrymen, and I'm, I think I have covered the bases on that. But um, no, we have so many different partners that um, have just jumped in when we need help, and it's been incredible. And uh, I know that the volunteer um, component of this has uh, been another thing for you to coordinate because on an, on an average Tuesday pre-COVID, you know, there were dozens of volunteers who would help, um, but you had to change some protocols um, to make sure that everything was done in the most safe way possible. Can you share a little bit about how that worked? Yeah, we've um, had such a solid group of volunteers um, through the pandemic. Uh, unfortunately, we did have to limit, you know, who was able to come in um, just based on what numbers were allowed. And um, really, uh, I'd say each week we have about between six to 10 different volunteers coming in um, on a biweekly rotation. And they've been with us since um, March of 2020. And um, Peggy, who's here with us, is one of those wonderful volunteers that um, they are just, uh, they are such a good team. Uh, I think each week there's a, uh, not a competition, but you know, every every week it gets faster and faster, and everyone just knows what they're doing, and um, they have just adapted so well to the changes that we've had to make, and also 
um, they're there for the clients that um, are needing uh, the services. So it's been really cool to work with this group of volunteers. And Peggy, we'd really like to hear your perspective on that. If you'll bear with us, we're going to take a quick break here on The Voice of Charity. And when we come back, we'd love to hear Peggy's perspective on being a volunteer with the Tuesday night program. Please stay tuned. Adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program, by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the Sacred Scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. 
I'm Katie Breedeman, and today we're talking about Catholic Charities Tuesday Night Suppers, one of the many ways that Catholic Charities is fighting hunger in Chicago. Before our break, we were just speaking about how um, volunteers have been such a crucial component of keeping the Tuesday night suppers going during the pandemic. And I'm pleased today to be with uh, Peggy White, who has been one of those devoted volunteers. Um, Peggy, can can I ask you to please share with us how long you've been volunteering with the Tuesday night supper program? Uh, Yes, I started a couple years ago. And um, how did you fit this into your schedule? Because I know that uh, we were all thrown um, um, a curveball a bit with our schedules once COVID hit. Um, How how were you able to work volunteering into everything else that you were doing in your life? Well, uh, when I uh, initially got started a few years ago, um, I just started to protect my schedule on Tuesday afternoons and my family, friends, colleagues, um, know where to find me or where I usually, you know, where I am on Tuesdays. Um, so I've just been able to sort of protect that time because it's an important, um, an important part of my day and my week. We're so grateful at Catholic Charities for your dedication. Um, can I ask you what, what uh, brings you to uh, this role and uh, what keeps bringing you back every Tuesday? Sure. Uh, I've always um, really had a strong uh, volunteer component. Um, from a family background, certainly from um, a religious background. And um, the, I think the team that Emily um, and her crew have assembled um, makes it a really enjoyable experience. Um, and it really, um, it's a very hands-on experience and the interaction with, certainly with the volunteers, but also with the clients is um, really what keeps me coming back. And can I ask both of you about that? Maybe, Emily, you first. Um, What are the uh, most urgent concerns that our clients are expressing when they come to pick up a meal at the Tuesday night supper? Yeah, I think um, what I would, it's a generalized look at it, but just uh, the need for stability, you know, um, with providing a meal, it really it creates a routine and expectation and it brings people back um, for the services that Catholic Charities provides. And, you know, a lot of the needs of the clients do range from, you know, housing needs to counseling to, um, you know, the vast majority of the programs that Catholic Charities serves. It, it's for a lot of the, the guests that we do see coming through the doors for the suppers. Um, and with that stability, though, and through the pandemic, I think it's showing that Catholic Charities, you know, is here and present with the clients through their experiences. And um, I think uh, just it's been really cool to see how a lot of the guests have, you know, grown and uh, come to the services that we have, but also they have, you know, graduated from that and are able to uh, stabilize um, their life on their own with the um, the skills and the time that they've put into things. So it's been um there's a lot of need that we do see, but we also see a lot of growth and a lot of joy and a lot of uh, really um, exciting things happening in the lives of everyone that comes through. I'm sure they're just so grateful, too, that the Tuesday Night Supper program has continued um, and that our other dinner partners have continued their contributions so that folks can just con- continue to get a hot meal every weeknight at 721 North LaSalle. Um, Peggy, did you have any other further um, input that you've seen from clients uh, sharing their concerns with you? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And um, 
I, I, Emily alluded to it a little bit, you know, the, I think the shower program has been so instrumental um, in terms of such a noticeable difference in some of the clients. And um, I'm fortunate enough to run into clients in the neighborhood um, outside of Tuesday night experience. And, um, you know, Emily, I, I think I sent you an email that um, I ran into Ed the other day. Um, and it's just seeing the impact that um, these clients get from coming in and having a regular shower on a weekly basis in addition to the Tuesday night supper um, has, has really um, been an amazing transformation. And I should also mention that any clients who come requesting other services like the ones Emily mentioned, housing, uh, rental assistance, that of course continues as well uh, through our uh, referral connection to all Catholic Charities Agency departments. Um, and so uh, we would like to also mention that uh, uh, part of the spring's uh, Tuesday night supper was vaccinating clients. And so we're going to take another break here on The Voice of Charity, but we uh, would love to hear from you uh, about um, how that occurred and how many clients were able to get vaccinated at 721. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. The 27th Annual Catholic Charities Golf Classic will take place on July 19th and you are cordially invited to attend. Gather your friends and work colleagues for this fabulous event that will take place on two beautiful golf courses, Shore Acres in Lake Bluff and Knollwood Club in Lake Forest. Proceeds will benefit Catholic Charities programs and services in Lake County. All state and CDC guidelines will be followed and registrations are filling up quickly. Call 847-814-3839 today. That's 847-814-3839. Thank you on behalf of everyone we serve in Lake County. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we began adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. 
I'm Katie Breedeman, and I'm so pleased to be with today Emily Lewis, who is Catholic Charities uh, Volunteer Relations Project Manager um, in charge of the Tuesday night suppers at 721 North LaSalle, and also Peggy White, who has been a devoted volunteer to this program. Again, thank you so much for being here. Um, as before the break, we were talking about from March um, until May of this year, uh, the Tuesday night suppers provided an opportunity for clients to receive COVID-19 vaccinations when they came to pick up their hot meals. Um, Emily, can you share with us how that worked and how many clients were able to receive um, vaccinations um, and, and who helped facilitate the shots? Yeah, we um, had a partnership with Heartland Alliance. And I remember back in the winter, uh, just kind of reaching out to uh, community partners, seeing what was available for uh, clients that we may share. And um, they were so willing instantly to come over and uh, provide vaccinations. So we hosted, I think in total, three events at 721 North LaSalle and 132 people left fully vaccinated through those. Um, which is amazing. And when you, you know, look at the numbers of the number of people we serve for the meals, you know, that that averages a little over that. So um, it's really encouraging to know that we do have um, a lot of our guests, they had the opportunity to get the vaccination if they chose to. Um, and then in total, Catholic Charities hosted about 77 events and vaccinated over 9,000 people fully um, through those events. So uh, yeah, the past few months have been a bit wild with the vaccinations, but it's been really positive and encouraging energy we've seen. Um, so yeah, no, we were really lucky to have had that resource with Heartland Alliance. And I know that those vaccination events still continue this summer. It's not like it's concluded. So uh, uh, we're still here. And, and uh, if anybody wants to be uh, learning about the next event, you know, they can call Catholic Charities 312-655-7700 and ask about vaccination events. And we're happy to share, you know, the information that we have to give. Um, and so we're, it was each client able to get their own vaccination card then so they can walk away with that and, and present it wherever they uh, go? Yes, yeah, they had a vaccination card um, and Heartland Alliance also provided a variety of other services um, such as, you know, just the education piece of what goes through with a vaccine and what exactly they should expect and um, also, you know, addressing other health concerns um, people may walk in the door with. Um, they were really willing to sit down with the client and uh, share what was um, what they do and what um, the vaccine will do for them in their future. So it was really, yeah awesome services. Boy, that's, that's really wonderful. You know, hunger is such an incredibly difficult burden for our clients to endure. Um, are there any client stories that stand out in your mind um, that have reminded you about the importance of, of this work of making sure that these clients receive hot meals? Um, Peggy, I'll, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, Katie, I just want to go back to what Emily was talking about with the um, with the vaccine vaccines because it was so emotional um, being there as a volunteer and seeing um, clients that you hadn't seen in a while um, because of the in-person um, dynamic having shifted to more of a carryout. Um, so it was um, it was just it was so rewarding and really just a, a very emotional experience for those of us. Um, that were there to to see the clients coming through and um, and the impact that it would that it would have on them. Boy, that that so must more have been of really a collective. Pardon me. More of a collective, you know, reaction versus an individual. 
it actually was probably quite touching to see uh, the joy that they had knowing that they were, you know, secure uh, and vaccinated against COVID-19. Um, and then just, uh, you know, th that's one of the client stories that I was just referring to. But are there any in general of clients who uh, have just, you know, uh, expressed to you how much this meal, mean meal, meal means to them? You know, I'm just so respectful that a hunger is just a really, really tough burden for anyone to carry. And I just wonder if you could share with our audience any stories that you, you know, have called to mind about clients who are especially grateful that maybe they hadn't had a meal in a day or two or even, you know, several days and what this what's program means to them. Emily? Yeah, I have, um, I'm just thinking of a few different people in mind, but um, uh, not to just share names, but I, there was, um, I feel like a lot of the people that I'm thinking of have had a, a transformation since my time, um, starting with the Tuesday night suppers um, about two, almost three years ago. Uh, and so I think, you know, watching them um, enter, you know, trying to find stability, um, whether that was with a job or housing. And, um, you know, around the time of the pandemic beginning and even through the pandemic, finding out that they did find jobs or they did find housing. Um, and they still, you know, are welcome back to Catholic Charities for the services we have. And they have built such a strong community here. Um, so knowing that they are not only coming um, just because of the needs they have, but also the the family they've built here and um you know the encouragement they bring to their friends and um family it's just uh it's a beautiful thing to see that transformation and peggy how about you you know i would say one of um one of sort of the most heartbreaking but also the rewarding is when you see um parents come in with children um for the at the tuesday night suppers and to see um the impact that sitting at a table, having a hot meal, um, the families being together. Um, it's, um, it's very moving and it can be a little tough when, you know, when some of these kids are pretty young and, um, the services that Catholic charities offers, you know, that they're, um, when they leave after having the meal, they're not, you know, they're, they've got a support mechanism that extends beyond the building of LaSalle street. Um, so it's, um, it, as Emily said, it truly is a family and the, um, the clients are so incredibly grateful, which is really one of the reasons why, um, it keeps you coming back. And we'll be uh, delighted to announce when those in-person meals have resumed. Um, for now, if anyone in our audience would like to donate to the suburbs or become a restaurant partner or a volunteer, Emily, what's the best way for them to contact us? Yeah, I think, um, you know, looking online, uh, I see volunteer at catholiccharities.net, that email, you know, emailing um, us directly is the best way to get a hold of us. Um, you can also call um, my number, um, which I can share with you now. But um, yeah, just contacting me and my um, coworker, Andrew, we, um, you know, are always uh, happy to share more about the Tuesday Night Supper program and how you can get involved with that. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, just reaching out to us directly. Great. So um, Emily's email is elewis at catholiccharities.net. Again, elewis at catholiccharities.net. And her phone is 312-655-7053. 
Emily and Peggy were so impressed with how much you and your colleagues accomplished uh, during the pandemic. Um, and I honestly just uh, um, think you're going to be long remembered at Catholic Charities um, after the pandemic's long and, uh, long and gone for how you helped fight hunger in Chicago at 721. Uh, we thank you so much for being on the show today, um, and we're delighted to have this opportunity to commend you and your entire Tuesday night team for all you, you've accomplished together. We invite everyone back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman wishing you all a happy and healthy week from everyone at Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.